What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? All right, we are off and running on another edition of What's the Spread? It is another action-packed college football weekend. We got Miles on sports here. Mr. Brad Thomas, the boys are here for another big Saturday. Woo, I'm going to tell you something right now. And I and I, I have to say this: that Alabama Tennessee game, that <laughs> I was lucky enough. Holy crap! Fate had put me there. It was the most wild, loudest. What a game! Insane sporting event. Not just college football sporting event that I have ever been to. Not not necessarily my favorite, although it was <laughs> definitely up there. Yeah. But that experience was like nothing else I've ever done. I mean. That Tennessee fan base, this this just goes to show you the power of college football. That was their Super Bowl. But oh yes. More than that. It, it was it was like more than a super it, this was 16 years of misery. Yes. That they were trying to reverse. And the energy in that place just felt different from the second I walked in. And I just I had to tell you, haven't even gotten a chance to talk to you about it. Obviously, you know, tough loss for Bama, even though they still they're still going to be in the playoff, but what a day. And My God. What a cover. And, you know, I had to go Tennessee money line, big cash. I, uh, field goal. Wow. I, uh, I, I said in the, uh, college football live Q and a, I said, if you're going to bet this game, if you like Tennessee, don't take the points, take money line because Tennessee, I just felt like that team that, that Josh Heupel has built at that time, First Alabama at home, they're winning that game or they're getting blown the heck out. You know, like it was no in between for me. I, me as a fan, you know, I was a little upset, but this is nothing uncustomary of Alabama losing sure. a big road game. They are terrible on the road for some reason. And, you know, it's actually good for Tennessee that they have a fun team. Like Josh Heupel has injected life into that offense. I mean, he's drawing up plays like reminds me of like Lane Kiffin at Alabama. He's drawing up plays where you have no idea how these guys are so wide open. Yet they are. They made the number two defense in college football look like a Pop Warner squad. Um, so congratulations to Tennessee. You know what? They have two weeks until they play Georgia. That will be the real the real barometer because, you know, the East winning East games representing the East and SC championship is what it's all about. Yeah, as long as Tennessee and Georgia go into that game undefeated, I mean, that's going to be the other biggest game of the year. Yes. You know, all, all the spotlights on Tennessee because – they're in the SEC. They play both Alabama and Georgia, who are the premier programs in the country, and they're they beat one of them already. Yeah. So I mean, all eyes are on Tennessee right now. It's just crazy how that works out. Where, uh, you know, they yes, they're having a resurgent season. They're doing well, but they also happen to be playing two of the best teams in the country. So everybody wants to see them take them down. Um, but Georgia will be in Athens, so that's going to be a whole different story. But we will talk more about Bama today. Let's go ahead and roll into. Saturday's games, UCLA in Oregon, a top 10 matchup in the Pac-12. College game day will be there. This is going to be a really good game. Oregon is minus six. We've talked about UCLA a couple of times, talked about Utah. I know we talked about Oregon before the season, before they played uh, Georgia. But we're coming back here to a top 10 matchup. A lot of people have seemed to forget about Oregon. Bo Nix coming into this game as six-point favorites, which actually surprises me. Brad, I'm – I'm going to UCLA <laughs> plus six. It really, it, it's more so just for the fact that I think UCLA can can win this game. I said last week, 
UCLA is the best team in the Pac-12 because the week yes. before that I thought it was Utah. So when when UCLA beat up on Utah 42-32 and just completely threw them off their game, forced turnovers, dominated up front, yep. that was all I needed to see. UCLA, I still think, is the best team in the Pac-12. This is gonna, Oregon doesn't lose at home. This no. is going to be a very difficult game for them to go in and win. But you're giving me six points? I'm going to go with the Bruins. Oregon's secondary is allowing 275 yards through the air per game. I think DTR is uh, going to have a field day. And he'll be able to keep this within one score. You know, this is going to be a fun game for me because it's it kind of reminds me of a game where you have Big Brother uh, kind of I don't know. Big brother's still big brother, but little brother went to the gym. Now little brother's finally in college. Little brother's got a little bit of muscle. Now he wants to show big brother that he can fight back. I'm going to be on UCLA's, UCLA as well. You said it. DTR has been absolutely phenomenal. He has a 75% completion rate. What's most important about this UCLA team, you know, a lot of people want to talk about them, you know, being 12th in the nation at 41 points per game, them being really efficient on third down. Uh, they get their, their third down percentage is like something like 48%, which is absolutely insane. But Bill McGovern has made this defense very, very good. And when you look at a UCLA team, especially with a head coach and Chip Kelly, you don't really put, two, put the two words together like good defense. You think about high-flying, fast offense, what they have. Uh, but Bill McGovern has done a great job. The last two meetings between these two teams have been decided by three points. And I think we see that again, you know, Bo Nix is having a, a phenomenal season. And um, one of my buddies actually builds out this efficiency chart and he has this efficiency chart where it's based in four quadrants. You know, you want to be top, right. And you take Oregon out, you take the, uh, the, the Georgia game off for Oregon and they're about middle of the pack. You know, you put that game in there, they're about bottom. What I am afraid of is now Bo Nix plays against this really strong secondary of UCLA, and he struggles. And I'm going to count on that for UCLA. You know, they're 4-2 and two against the spread on the season. So go ahead, give me UCLA. I'm Every day, I constantly look at my UCLA to win the Pac-12 championship ticket, and I'm hoping go. that cashes. All right, I like it. UCLA plus six. You heard it here first. Uh, let's go ahead and go into number 14, Syracuse, at number five, Clemson. A battle of an, of unbeatens in the ACC. I've actually been back and forth on this one, Brad. Who are you going with? I'm going with Syracuse here. Um, you know, Syracuse has Sean Tucker, one of the most involved running backs in college football. His usage is absolutely phenomenal. But what's more important than Sean Tucker is how efficient Garrett Schrader has been. Syracuse is going to continue to be undervalued because everyone remembers this Syracuse team that was that was god awful. But if you look at the two teams and you compare them uh, per PFF, we're going to use that instead of DVOA um, just because it's easier to see side by side. Clemson is a 91.2 overall. Syracuse, 92.2 overall. If you look at offense, Syracuse has 80, Clemson 70. Defense, Clemson 91, Syracuse 89. These two teams are way too even. And what we've known about this Clemson team is their secondary is the great neutralizer to their really strong defensive line. I mean, they gave up 45 points and 337 yards to Sam Hartman. I think that Garrett Schrader and Sean Tucker can do enough to stay in this game. Do they win the game? I don't think so. I, it's hard to get a win in Death Valley. It's called Death Valley for a reason, but you're giving me 13, 14 points. I'm going to have to take it. You know, I was on Clemson first uh, without really thinking about it at minus 13 and a half, but after digging in, I am with you. I am yes. going here with Syracuse and the points plus 13 and a half 
They have a 4-12 straight-up record their last 16 games on the road. But the good news is, is we don't need them to win the game here. No. We just need them to stay in the game to cover the 13-and-a-half. Clemson is not going to be looking for style points. That's that's not really their MO, and it's definitely not their MO now. They, you know, I I feel like going through their ACC schedule, you know, you could say that, oh, they're they're rolling through. They're not really rolling through this thing. I mean, no. you, you mentioned Wake Forest took them to double overtime. Uh, NC State gave them a pretty tough game. Uh, that yeah. that they were never going to win, or that NC State was never going to win because of the environment. And listen, I'm, I'm I'm not saying Syracuse can't sneak up on Clemson at this point. Yeah, but at the same time, Syracuse is coming in with the sixth ranked scoring defense in the country. Whereas, and we've seen that Clemson offense have trouble, right? Yes, you know, yes, they've been better this year. But you're not going to come in and convince me that DJ is going to be the same guy week in and week out. I still think that he ha- if you put if you put a good defense up against him, I think the guy's going to struggle. And not to say the Syracuse going to come in and win, but you're giving me 13 and a half, maybe even it's a 14. Lot. That's, That's a lot, lot of points, man. And Syracuse is undefeated. It's it's not a mirage. I mean, this Syracuse no. team has been playing very good football. Their win against Purdue, I think, is very overlooked. Um, you know, over a very tough Purdue team. They haven't really played anybody in the ACC yet. But again, that sixth ranked scoring defense. I like the points here, dude. I'm so glad we're on the same side because you know I think now what we're in week seven. I think now we're past the point of teams being flukes. Like we we're starting to get a sense of of who is who is really taking that next step in in that Syracuse. All right. Let's go ahead and go to the Big 12. The Big 12 has been giving us great college football this year and it continues here with number 17 Kansas State going on the road at number 8 TCU. Three and a half point favorites here half. at home. Here's the deal for me, uh, you know, it, all of if you look into the metrics and and you look into the, a lot of it's going to going to tell you to take Kansas State. For me, I haven't seen Kansas State. Kansas State hasn't played a football game since October 8th. And that was a 10 to 9 win over Iowa State. Do I think Kansas State is a very talented football team? I do. Adrian Martinez, who in the Big 10, we watched for years struggle, has found his game uh there there at Kansas State. So They've, they've got a great quarterback. They've got a really good defense. Deuce Vaughn is an absolute beast. I think that Kansas State can absolutely win this game. But for me, as a better, I just haven't seen them. Whereas, T, you know, TCU is the team that I know. Uh, Kansas State faces a gauntlet here. Their next three games at TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas. So we'll know more about them very soon. But until I know more about this Wildcats team, I'm going to go with, with Max Duggan and TCU at minus three and a half. This one was tough for me. You know, man, TCU, they've done so much. And I just can't kind of figure them out, really. Man, this was tough. Okay, so let's first talk about it, why I like Kansas State at first. You know, Adrian Martinez, Deuce Vaughn, the the, the combination of the two have been absolutely phenomenal. Have we really been had to ask much for from Martinez? I don't think we've had to to ask him for much. You know, he's played with little expectation. This is the first game, I think, where there's heavy, lofty expectations, where we know Max Dugan has been phenomenal. TCU picked up yep. a massive win last game. It's three and a half points too many. I think that TCU get the massive benefit of this game being at home, but I'm still going to side with Kansas State. I just think that if this game is a, a win for, for TCU, they're going to have to win it in overtime. You know, I, 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 I just can't think they're going to out-physical uh, Kansas State. I think the point of attack is going to be much stronger for Kansas State. They're going to run the ball. TCU is afraid to run the ball, and I don't know why, but they're afraid to run the ball. 
Um, so I'm going to go with Kansas State plus three and a half. All right. Uh, th- that Big 12 race is really heating up. Let's go to another one. We got number 20, Texas, who is the talk of the conference now with Quinn Ewers at quarterback coming off a slim 24-21 victory over Iowa State last week. They are six-point road favorites at Oklahoma State. Who do you like here? Oh, man. So I talked about this one on the but the Bet Us uh, podcast. And, man, I was actually shocked that it was only six points. Um, so that they're pretty much saying now they're saying the college football advantage is about one and a half. So they're saying Texas is about an eight-point favorite um, at home, I mean, at a neutral site. I like the Longhorns here, you know, the, the pairing of Worthy and um, the other, the other wires here, I'm flipping his name, Hutchins, uh, is so dynamic, right? It's so much to think about when you have Quinn Ewers out there throwing them the ball. Then you mix in Bijan Robinson. And this offense could, could, could be light years, could take off. Oklahoma State, we know what their strength is. It's their defensive line. But when they're not getting pressure on the quarterback in the second level – I really think they struggle in the show against yours. And then most importantly, uh, Spencer Sanders is dealing with a banged up shoulder and he's going to have to throw the ball against Texas, who has a very good secondary. I think Texas wins this game by double digits. Um, I don't say that too often about a road team, but yeah, this Texas team is legit. Steve Sarkeesian has built him a, a powerhouse and they're just going to keep getting better as Quinn Ewers gets more and more um, familiar with this offense. All right, I don't want to bet against Quinn Ewers, but I'm going to be on Oklahoma State here plus six for a couple of reasons. When I went back and watched that Oklahoma State TCU game last weekend, because I wasn't able to watch it live, so I went back and watched the tape, I I was not aware that Oklahoma State led the entire game. Yeah. Because uh, if you look at the final score, you know, you, you, you see the overtime, and, and it really was the entire game. I mean, Oklahoma State pretty much dominated that game from the opening snap until TCU obviously deserved the win. They made the fourth quarter comeback. Spencer Sanders is playing with a hurt shoulder right now. I'm hoping that he gets a little bit more rest. He didn't look good last week. It was definitely not on him that that uh, they, uh, you know, jumped out to that big lead. Uh, but I think he'll be a little more rested here. Texas, 4-8 against the spread in their last 12 games on the road. But as you said, it is a different Texas team because you got Quinn Ewers as a quarterback. And as we have said on this podcast for years, a good quarterback in college football, that's the key. Exactly. Uh, and- change your entire program and and, you know texas has not had that viewers is the guy um he he is the real deal and you know i i was hoping because he left ohio state that he wasn't (laughs) uh but he is he's 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 every bit as advertised but you're you're giving me six points here uh at home texas you know yes they were looking ahead but it was a small win over iowa state so i'm gonna take the points in this one oklahoma state wow i like that all right, let's go ahead and go into one that I know you want to talk about. We've oh. got number 24, Mississippi State, going on the road at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Number six, Alabama. How do they respond? They are 21-point favorites here at home. Brad, I'm going to roll with Alabama. Roll Tide. Alabama <laughs> is 13-4 against the spread in their last 17 games at home. They are a different team at home, and it will be a different team than I saw uh against Texas A&M because we got Bryce Young a quarterback. If there's one other thing that I can take away that no one seems to want to give them credit for, Bryce Young is unbelievable. Holy smokes, right? unbelievable quarterback. And, and, and watching him in that game last week, and again, his performance got a little overshadowed, justifiably so, but it was one of the most amazing quarterback performances I've ever seen. That, that, that dude was turning 
nothing into everything. I mean, on with every terrible game. receivers. That what didn't make sense to me. Yeah, it just it, it, it was mind-boggling to me the the plays that he was consistently making in that game. Yeah. Um. So as long as they still have Bryce Young on quarterback, I'll take twenty-one. I know it's a lot of points, and you've got to think that Mississippi State is going to come in here. They're going to have a good game plan. Uh, you you think that they could keep it within the number? Um, and I was high on Mississippi State last week, but. I'm going to roll with the Tide here at minus 21. Remember, very similar game uh, earlier this year was Bama versus Arkansas, where the Bama defense may not be playing very well, but they're going to put up 50. Uh, Bama won that game 49 to 26. That's the kind of game I see here. So I'll I'll roll with Bama. I'm going to be on Bama too. Um, For me, a lot of it has to do with, you know, first Alabama gets to play us at home, but Alabama's defensive line could not get much pressure on Hendon Hooker. And the reason was because the plays were drawn to avoid any of that. Uh, now they play a less mobile quarterback, a weaker offensive line at home. I think that Bryce Young is going to be able to take se- severe advantage of their, their defense. Kentucky made their defense look like grade, like a little smaller grade. Um, we want to talk about Will Rogers for a second. He's a phenomenal quarterback. We know that. We want to talk about the run blocking, the, the the offensive line for Mississippi State, not good. We want to talk about the defense, not good. You know what's most important? Their run defense is one of their weakest strong, one of their weakest um, attributes. And now we have Jameer Gibbs for Alabama, who's already shown he can be a three down back. Jason McClellan, who's thrown that shown that he can be a good spell back or even a three down back if needed. I think Alabama are going to be able to do a little bit more. They're not going to have to 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 to, to make these flashy plays like they get against a, a, a Tennessee. When you have 150 penalty yards, you get behind 18 early. Your game plan changes a lot and you're playing catch up. It's not going to happen in this game. So they're going to be able just to keep their foot on the pedal. Alabama knows that any type of adversity here looks bad against uh, to the, to the college football voters. So this is an Alabama blowout for me. All right. Well, we disagree in the two big 12 games, but we are on the same page for the other three. Let's go ahead and end it with an NFL play. I'll go ahead and kick it off. I'm very excited for mine. I've already got it locked and loaded in FanDuel. I'm going to roll with a Moneyline parlay. I've got the Bengals at home against the Falcons, Moneyline. And I've got the Packers on the road with a big bounce back at Washington. You are getting about, about even odds here, minus 101. I think both these teams are going to win. I think it's going to be a win for the Bengals. going to be a win for the Packers. Don't have to worry about the points. And I like the odds. So there you go. I like that. I like that a lot. Listen, you're not going to hear any complaints from me with that. Mine's going to be the Seattle Seahawks plus five and a half versus the Chargers. Um, actually, no, I'm not going to give that play out because I want to give the people who listen to our podcast a little bit more than just hearing my same plays over and over again all week. I'm actually going to give out – let me give out this one. I have not given out this one out on record anywhere yet. Let me pull up my notes. Give me 30 seconds. I'm going to give out the Indianapolis – wrong. I'm going to give out the Tennessee Titans minus 2.5 versus the Indianapolis Colts. All right. Darius Leonard, Shaq Leonard is not going to be in for the Colts. The Colts' offensive line is god-awful. The Tennessee Titans are finally, finally getting it together. Derrick Henry is going to have a monster game against this very weak defensive line. They didn't have his Colts – needed a Matt Ryan miracle and a bad defensive call um, to beat the Jags last week. The Tennessee Titans are a team who are on 
all accounts turning their season around, getting healthier, Derrick Henry getting that second step. So two and a half for me. I have not given this play out anywhere. This is the first time the world is hearing it. All right, I'm going to hammer that. And yes. One last thing before we go. Ohio State team total. Right? Yes. Brad, te- Brad e- no, he does not text me. Brad emails me this morning while I'm <laughs> in line for coffee, holding my computer back. I haven't even opened my, started my work day. Sends me an email on, on Ohio State team total over 38 and a half points. Made my day. My day hadn't even started. And uh, immediately go in and, and absolutely hammer that play. So. Yeah, man. I'm glad. I'm glad because I'm – listen, so I was just thinking like, you know, last night I was sitting in my room and I have to do Big Ten total and I'm just like, I don't trust any of these. Wait, at mid-sentence I said, I don't trust – wait, you know what team I trust? Ohio State. I did my my breakdown for uh, the video. Didn't even talk about the team total. I just talked about Ohio State blowing them out. Then I look at the team total I go, no way. Ohio State's putting up 40 minimum. So that made me so happy to bet it. Let's ride. (laughs) Let's ride. Thank you guys so much for listening to What's the Spread podcast. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter at What's the Spread underscore. Again, that's What's the Spread underscore. Best of luck. Take care.